Hi, this is Cindy Wilson, and you're listening to Cigar City Radio. Cigar City Radio is sponsored by No Clubs and StateMedia.com. Find out about upcoming concerts in Tampa Bay by visiting StateMedia.com and tagging No Clubs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag WeAreConcerts. Here's what No Clubs has coming up this summer. Friday, May 31st, Black Bear is bringing the Dead to the World Tour to Janice Live. Thursday, June 13th, the Monster Energy Outbreak Tour comes to town at the Ritz Ebor with Slushy. That's an 18-plus show so our intern Simone can go. Thursday, June 20th, Bowling for Soup and Real Big Fish with Nerf Herder at Janice Live. Love that. That's a great lineup. Tuesday, July 30th, August Burns Red brings their 10 Years of Constellations tour to the Ritz Ebor with Silverstein and Silent Planet. Tuesday, August 6th at the Orpheum, Baroness is bringing the Golden Gray Tour to Ebor. Thursday, August 15th at Janice Live, Umphreys McGee and Magic City Hippies are going to be in town. Saturday, August 17th at the Ritz Ebor, you can catch Pedro the Lion and Me Without You. Sunday, August 18th at Vinoy Park, we have Revolution, the Good Vibes Summer Tour with Protege, Collie Buds, and DJ Mackle. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a little bit of smoke in the air for that one. For more info on all these shows and to see the rest of the lineup coming to town throughout the year, head to statemedia.com and use the hashtag #WeAreConcerts. Welcome to Cigar City Radio. The song you just heard was Young Guns by St. Pete's own Fever Beam. Check that out on wherever you listen to music. Follow Fever Beam. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, a man who is a total babe, Mr. Jason Solanas. Speaking of babes. (laughs) I'm just going to stop you right there. (laughs) Like, let's not even go any further. No, I was trying to do my best Jean-Luc Picard impression because he likes Earl Grey tea and I just drank a London Fog and I was wondering, would I get energy from an Earl Grey and would that be a good band name? Earl Grey. Earl Grey Enema. Yeah, that would be an interesting, like, hardcore band. And I don't even have to bleep that shit out. That's medical. Motherfucker. Uh, Yeah. Motherfucker. I guess. Our guest on this episode is Angela Page from Love Your Rebellion. 
Love Your Rebellion is a Florida-based nonprofit focused on community outreach, education, and arts diversity. They are hosting Love Your Rebellion's Babe Fest 2019 Tampa on Saturday, May 25th at Crowbar with headlining act Chastity Belt and support from Broom Closet, Palomino Blonde, and The Young Dead. We will be out at Babe Fest, so come out and say hi to us. It's a really good cause, lots of great bands, and it's just an all-around fun time. We had a blast chatting with Angela. She was super cool. She drove all the way from Fort Myers to talk to us. I couldn't even believe it. But thank you, Angela, for, for driving all that way. I hope you had fun in Tampa while you were here. We definitely had a blast chatting with you. Uh, hopefully, she'll come back sometime in the future and talk more because we were just scratching the surface of the mission of Love Your Rebellion and you know what Babe Fest symbolizes. It's definitely a cause that we're really passionate about here at Cigar City Management and you know, something that we really believe in. So thanks, Angela, for doing everything that you do for your community, for our community. And hopefully it's the start of many more Babe Fests around the country, around the world. So here it is. Love Your Rebellion's Babe Fest. friend Angela Page from Love Your Rebellion. Love Your Rebellion's Babe Fest, the fourth annual Babe Fest, is happening Saturday, May 25th at Crowbar, featuring Seattle's all-female shoegaze outfit, Chastity Belt, which will be the band's first time performing in Tampa Bay, which is amazing. We'll talk more about that in a bit. And they're playing alongside St. Pete's Broom Closet, Miami's Palomino Bland, that is Palomino Blonde. Okay. Miami's Palomino Blonde and Fort Myers, The Young Dead. That's a pretty epic lineup. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, you know, I do my best. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's cool that you're combining uh, bands from so many different parts of Florida. Like, it's not just Tampa yes. bands, but, you know, you're bringing some bands from Fort Myers and from Miami. Yep. Like, that's really cool. That's part of the plan. Always has been with Babe Fest. I try to get... Um, regional acts. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it started. And so I tried to keep that part of it, even though we brought in a national act this year. I wanted to make sure that there was a good amount of Florida representation because I actually think we're undervalued as a music state. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons we do this podcast is to show that there's, you know, a lot of cool stuff happening in the Florida music scene that people don't realize. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we have a legacy of of music, of people coming from down here too. And I don't think people realize that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, why Chastity Belt this year? And how how did you get them? How did, you know, how did that come about? So I work with someone here in town um, named Vicki Huddy. She works for No Clubs. Which does yeah, shout out to No Clubs, our yeah, sponsors the on this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. They're also a Babe Fest sponsor. Hey, so. thanks for sponsoring <laughs> yeah. No Clubs. Super yeah. big shout out. Um, yeah, so uh, Vicky's been working me, with me on Babe Fest since 2017, since I brought it up to the St. Pete, Tampa area. Okay. And um, we had always had the goal to go national at some point, to bring in a national act, and she has some ability 
through no clubs to reach out to national booking agents. Mm -hmm. So we courted a few different ideas. We had like a short list of bands that we were interested in bringing. Um, Some of them super heavy, some of them more like indie outfits like Chastity Belt. Um, and we landed on them for a few reasons. Um, one is that they were available. Yeah. Availability is yeah. key. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of bands, um, had already, you know, started booking their tours for that time period and we're going to be in other places. Um, and also, um, Vicky, it's one of her favorite bands, Chastity Belt. So oh, that's great. I kind of felt like she was so super jazzed about it and she's the primary person who, um, kind of organizes up here. So I like, she was like, I would love to do this. They're available. Do you want? And I was like, yeah, I mean, they're a big, they're a great name. And yeah, they're people, a great band. Yeah. People love them. And it would be their, like you said, their first time in this area um, coming. I think they, the farthest south they've gone is like Georgia, maybe, maybe Pensacola. Yeah. But I know this is their first time in Tampa. So that's kind of how it happened. She, you know, reached out to their um, booking agency and we got the ball rolling. So that's it. That's great. That's a really cool, I mean, just a chastity belt alone is great, but then, you know, the Babe Fest in general and the whole, you know, the cause and everything that's surrounding Babe Fest with, you're going to have vendors and stuff there too. Yeah. So every year we kind of produce this little like femme market kind of thing. So it's really diverse and we try to bring in lots of different kinds of vendors. Um, a lot of times we'll have nonprofits come in years past. We've had like, um, girls rock St. Pete, um, and the Derby girls out and just, you know, different organizations that support, um, women and uh, women's groups and things like that. So it's always kind of been a a priority to build like a community experience with Babe Fest. So that's awesome. Yeah. So this is the fourth annual Babe Fest. So. I guess tell us a little bit about the previous years and how, why don't you tell us how Babe Fest came together initially? Um, So I'm actually from Fort Myers. Well, that's where I live right now. I'm a a Florida native. I've lived all over, but. Yeah. So thanks for driving from Fort Myers for this (laughs) this podcast. Yeah, no, I'm happy to. I I come up to Tampa for business every once in a while. So I'm going to take care of a couple other things while I'm here. But anyway. You sound like a boss though. I'm going to take care of a couple other things while I'm done. You know what I'm saying? That's probably just the Sicilian part of me. Take a couple care of a couple things. Take care of a few people. This, that, whatever. Um, Anyway, so. Yeah, so um, I reside in Fort Myers, and um, my town has, like, a really nice music community, and not a lot of people know about it, so um, I always want to do stuff with um, diversity in music. You know, there's always, like, a lack of diversity on lineups, Um, even, like, when I was listening to my Spotify playlist, my weekly, you know, it's, like, mostly men, Yeah. and so I always thought it would be great to, like, build a festival with diversity in mind, so it's not, like, the number one reason we booked the band, but we like to have every band to have some sort of diverse lineup, so, um, so I started with Babe Fest in 2016, very small, like, an 80-person venue, Nice Guys Pizza in Cape Coral, shout out to them, they're also one of the Babe Fest sponsors that have been with us since the beginning, um, and, that one was pretty successful for my town. It sold out and we did well, uh, made a small profit. It were able to just keep it going. So um, 2017, I came up here and uh, I met with someone up that was working at 662 when it was there and he was also booking FUBAR. And um, he got wind of Babe Fest and was like, why don't you just do that up here? So yeah. I switched gears and I moved it up to the St. Pete, Tampa area for one year. And then in the third year, I did two dates, which was last year. So we just now have started doing Fort Myers and uh, Tampa St. Pete. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. I really can't 
leave my town completely. I don't want to leave them in the lurch. I think they need the infusion of what I'm doing. And also, you know, a lot of people when I left and went up there, you know, for 2017 were like, are you coming back? Why did you leave? Like, what are you guys going to do this again here? So we decided to go with two dates. So that's kind of like the long and short. In 2017 is when I met Vicky when I was working out stuff up here, the guy who was supposed to help me didn't really help me that much. And I had met her at a zine fest and she like was like a godsend, uh, you know, it was like closing a road in a town I didn't live in and all yeah. this crazy stuff. And she was like, this is the form you need. And blah, blah, blah. so it was, it's always been about women coming together and trying to cr- carve out a space for diversity in music. That's always what it was about. So that's really great. And, and does that speak to like the greater mission of love your rebellion? Yeah. So in um, 2018, early 2018, we became a nonprofit. Um, so we're 501 C three and the mission is to empower marginalized groups through the arts. So we do that in a few days, few ways. Love your rebellion is, um, the babe fest uh, event that's annual is one of them. And then we also make a zine where we publish artists and writers, um, from at risk groups. We do some like, um, at risk programming, like, uh, all ages events for teens in our town and, um, stuff that just allows people to have an outlet and expression. So we hope to grow that over the coming years. That's awesome. That's such a great mission, you know, and it, it kind of, it aligns with a lot of what we do, like at Cigar City Management, like we manage a number of like female fronted and non-binary bands. And, you know, that's always been something I've noticed in the music industry as well is that, you know, it's, you know, there's only so many times I can see a band that's, you know, four white dudes with guitars, you know, <laughs> like I really needs, you know, I feel like there needs to be more diversity in uh, lineups and just in the music scene in general. So I'm glad to see that you guys are doing that, you know, almost in our backyard. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So what was the, you know, what was the inspiration for you then to start uh, Love Your Rebellion? And, and I mean, I guess you talked a little bit about, you know, kind of. wanting more diversity, but what, sure. what else is there? Is going well, on there? I'm a musician myself. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't, I don't really like, uh, boast this, but my band is the Young Dead. So I'll be playing with, uh, opening for Chastity Bell oh, as well. Oh, right on. Shout out to the Young Deads. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a, I'm a woman who plays music, you know, I, I, um, and you get boxed in a lot or you get shout out a lot. So yeah. like one of the things that frequently happens, for example, is like if I write my bandmate's name when I'm like doing booking research, if I write my male bandmate's yeah. name, I get more responses than if I put my own name. And I've had... That's so dumb. Yeah, yeah, I've had other women in town who are front women who are in charge of booking who have said the same thing to me. My friend Claire from the Free Coasters, she says the same thing and... It's just always been a difficult thing. So I was like, well, what if a woman was in charge of the booking? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. What if it was somebody, you know? And I've actually seen a few places that have have a diverse um, booking uh, community, you know, can have, like, more than just one type of person booking, which I think has something to do with it. So I was like, why don't I get on the other end then if I'm, you know, if this is one of the things that I'm seeing a way that we're being maybe not pushed out, but just overlooked yeah. or something. Um, why don't I just like get on the other end? And yeah. that's what happened. So and I mean, it happens at all levels of the industry. I mean, yeah. when you look at like, you know, Austin city limits or like mm-hmm. these big festivals where mm-hmm. there's very little diversity on the lineup, you know, especially at like the headliner stages, yeah. like there's very few women headliners and it's not because yeah. they can't draw. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why I, they're not doing it. I mean, know? I still think that there's fewer women that are in, um, the music industry specifically because we're still um, 
kind of like instructed not to do that, like playing rock and roll or even rapping or doing whatever is like not typically feminine. And there are still a lot of dudes out there, people, even women, whomever, um, non-binary, probably not non-binary folks, I would think they'd be more open-minded, but a lot of people are like, we don't listen to female singers. Like, I don't like women singers. I've seen this said and I'm just like, and then, you know, there's so much other things that has to go in with that. Like women have to, um, work harder for half the approval. Um, you know, so you have to be like the best guitar player ever. Whereas like a, like a bunch of mediocre guys can get together and start a band and everyone's like, so it just, you know, and then even then what really annoys me are like the qualifiers, you know, like we, we manage a band called fruit and flowers Mm -hmm. who all across the board, like can just shred like, you know, Anna from fruit and flowers, like one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. But people are always like, Oh yeah, they're really good for a, for a girl you right. know, or for a woman or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's no, they're just really good. good. Yeah, you know, they're period. just good. The same thing happened to me. And again, this is where it's happening at all levels. Like I was at, um, I was at the mom and pop label showcase like in New York a few months ago and seeing Courtney Barnett. And I mentioned that, you know, Courtney Barnett's one of my favorite songwriters right now. And somebody said to me, they're like, you mean your favorite, one of your favorite female songwriters. And I was like, no, I said what I said. I said, she's one of my favorite songwriters. Like there's no reason to, you know, separate. Yeah. There's really isn't. And we, you know, we get, there's like, you know, two, a few schools of thought on that. And like, I feel like maybe there's a little bit of a pushback sometimes when we say like, I usually say diversity first festival, because it's not just that I'm trying to bring women into music. It's everyone, you know, um, non-binary folks, like we're talking about trans people, people of color, all of this is like, especially in rock and roll, really undervalued and not really showcased. And they, they, um, might be in the corners or the, the more marginalized, um, genres of rock music, but you know, typically you're still going to see a cis straight white dude, you know, fronting or being a part of a a popular band that that's going to be, it's still kind of the status quo, unfortunately. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm sure you agree with this, that, you know, female fronted is not a genre. Yeah. <laughs> was like, and that's what I mean. Yeah. You get, get a little bit of pushback from that because it's not, I, I, it's really hard to promote something, um, by saying what it's not. So I can't, I ha- they, it, they are female fronted bands. This is absolutely true. This right. is, I'm going to say, yes, this is to support women in music, but it's more than that. Because if you look at the lineups, the lineups are diverse. There are bands like my band is female fronted with a bunch of cis dudes you know and uh and then um one of the bands we have playing in fort myers butch queen and the bad habits um there's a drag queen who fronts that band and i mean it's like you know we try to like i said make it very inclusive so we're not leaving anybody out we're trying to bring people in that's that's kind of the goal like well that's why i call it diversity first rather than you know, female fronted festival. Now this is a diversity first fest. It, the point of the lineup is inclusion and that means everyone. So I do my best to create that atmosphere. I, I love that phrase diversity <laughs> first. And that's, that's a really good way to, to, to qualify it without, right. you know, singling out a, yeah. a, a, a specific group. And it's also know? not to say like, you know, like I said, it's not like you have to be this to play the, the festival, but you do have to show some diversity in your lineup, you know, yeah. like it, I, you know, I like I like when different people are making music together. I think diversity breeds a lot of good collaboration and can bring a lot of good things. So that's part of it. Yeah, and that's really where like that that's what breaks down the walls, you know, because yeah. it's then it's like like we're saying it's not you're not you don't have to qualify it as like oh this is a female band right. or whatever like no. this is just a band, yeah, you know, and that's how it should be for mm-hmm. any band, whether 
you know, it doesn't matter what the gender or sex or, exactly. you know, ethnicity or whatever right. of the members are, yep. you know? Yeah, and we push it. So that's that's kind of the point. And that's why I chose uh, the word babe. So people ask me sometimes, like, babe fest, babe is anyone. Anyone can be a babe. You can refer sure. to any person. Jason, Jason's a babe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Andy and Jason are both babes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can, it yeah. could be anyone. So, like, that's part of it, too. It's like that, that word is inclusive. It's sort of gender neutral and it can be embraced by all communities. I don't really think, you know, anyone has, like, too much of a uh, you know and it's a reclamation at the same time yeah so yeah you're you're taking that term back right yeah which is awesome thanks so very cool thank you so why why in tampa then when why not you know why why come here instead of just sticking with fort myers or something i'm gonna be honest with you it's just opportunity like um so I, I, I love your belly and make zines and we've made zines for many years. We're on issue 11 now. So, cool. um, I go to zine fest and I have for many years all over the state. And actually the Tampa St. Pete area is one of the places where I've met people who are willing to open their doors to me and, and to participate in growing the community and maybe building like a sister city relationship. So like Miami is, you know, crazy big. We're about two hours, Fort Myers, about two hours from Miami, about two hours from Tampa. So, you know, I've gone to both places and Miami is its own little bubble and wants to do its own thing. And it yeah. has its own sister cities, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach. <clears throat> but Tampa, St. Pete, you know, I feel like if we wanted to, we could build that connection and create like a through way for bands who are going down into Florida and trying to figure out a way to come out and get up, get out of Florida, just yeah. loop, loop around to Fort Myers and come up through Tampa. So I've been trying to build sort of, like I said, a sister city relationship with Tampa, St. Pete and Fort Myers, try to, um, bring what we have up there and try to bring what you guys have up here down there a little bit. So um, people have just been cool. That's literally the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> like I've talked to people and they've been cool and they've like liked what I'm doing and I, I just work hard, get lucky, work hard, get lucky. That's basically it. So. Yeah. Well, the working hard is a key part. I mean, For I, sure. I mean, luck is good too, but yeah, yeah you have to, you have to work. It's equal parts. Yeah. Yeah. People think music, the music industry is like just you know, all fun and games. Oh my and God. It's, it's the worst. It's <laughs> yeah, the hardest it's, thing in the world. You yeah. better be really sure. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to be absolutely it. sure that yeah, you want to do this. You better be real sure. Yeah. Otherwise it's you know, a waste of time to be honest. So yeah, I talk, I talk about that. Like the, uh, somebody just asked me about the value of like South by Southwest as a music yeah. festival. This is kind of getting into a tangent here. That's but, okay. Um, I always say that like it's a stress test for bands. Like if you go there for that week and you play like 20 shows and you do this South by thing, like by the end of that week, you're going to know if this business is right for you or right. not. You know? And I, I'm like, I haven't done South by Southwest, but I really want to. And when you say that, like fills me with excitement. So clearly yeah. that's something that I would probably really enjoy. So I need to, I need to get out there. Oh yeah. You should, we're there so, every year. So come and come and hang with us. That would be cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Tell me a little bit more about Fort Myers too, sure. because I, I have to be honest, you know, I, it's a city that I kind of skip over in my sure. mind as a, as a stop for music. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like most people do. And that's fair because yeah. it's a small town. There aren't a lot of venues, but we do have a few venues that are really, really interested in growing the community. And then we have, you know, a group of musicians and a nice scene down there that's interested in growing it. And we do have a few bands that actually travel outside of our city and do well in their own genres. Um, so 
For Myers, there's two venues that I think are probably the best at bringing in outside acts from outside of our city and also showcasing what is local, and that would be Howell Tattoo in Fort Myers, which is where um, the Fort Myers Babe Fest will be on May 24th. Right on. And then also Nice Guys in Cape Coral. So both of these places invite bands from out of town. Um, the Nice Guys Pizza is owned by a couple uh, that used to be in the music scene out of Cleveland, Ohio. They were in a band called Ha Cha Cha. So they have some. I love that name. Ha Cha Cha. Yeah, they have some yeah. connections. Um, so they brought some bands from the Midwest, like a band called Long. They brought. Oh well, yeah, I love Long. Yeah, they are. Um, Cello. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I saw them at South by Southwest. Oh yeah. yeah. They, they came to Fort Myers and oh, they wow. were on their little loop through. Um, they, they're on like a, like a, a 70 week tour. Yeah. No, no. They tour crazy like, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They rock insane. hard they're for, very a, good. for a band that's like cello and yes. drums. Right. They're cool. Yeah. Um, and so like, so like them, they, they brought them down. My band opened for them. Um, and, and Howell did the same thing, brought them and Brooklyn steel has come down. So there's like a couple of acts that have come through and we bring people over from Miami as much as we can. So, um, so, and, and in my town, there's not a lot of punk rock, so I'm probably like one of a few and there's not a lot of women musicians either. There's, uh, probably two other, uh, female fronted bands, three, three other female fronted bands in town that are like awesomely great and um couple do well on their own the free coasters claire um is the lead singer of that band and they're a reggae band and they do really well they go all over the states and so there's bands that do well in their genre so i think it divert d- deserves a nod um and it's growing into its own as a city we have a lot to fight against um there's a big uh, money element in our city and then there's also so there's a lot of economic inequality and then there's also like a you know, we're fighting against baby boomers in a way you know yeah, like you yeah. know so it's a, and every Florida town has that but Fort Myers um, is like one of the ones that's known for having a lot of older folks so um, good or bad um, you could just kind of say that millennials and um, Gen Y are starting to come into the area and so businesses are starting to learn that they need to appeal to those demographics in order to survive yeah. Um, and the business that's probably doing West in our best in our entire area is nice guys. And it has that sort of more urban millennial, like you like us or fuck you kind of, yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of feeling. No, to that's, it. A, that's a good vibe to have. Yeah. I get it. So, yeah. um, and so there's the city is seeing that like that needs to happen. It's, it's not just millennials who are interested in it or Gen, Gen Z, but you know, it's also, um, Gen Xers who are, are, you know, starting to get a little older and they want something that's like, you know, a lot like what they did in their youth. And, you know, so people, there are people who are more interested in in that. So the city is changing and, you know, the younger people are the ones who are trying to bring that change about. So it's kind of like a a nutshell version (laughs) of our town and our scene, I guess you could say. So, yeah. And so, so what are some, some other causes that you're particularly, uh, passionate about you know you, you just mentioned like income inequality yeah and some other things yeah um so I went to school for um creative and critical writing I have a master's degree in that and part of that was studying sociology and feminist theory and um feminist theory in post like 1995 is all intersectional so you know those intersectionalities they kind of frame how all of the social injustices are experienced by people and those overlapping injustices so 
you know, we talk about women or diversity first or whatever, you know, there's a whole bunch of other aspects to a person's identity other than um, their gender or sex, you know. So, and I try to, um, I try to create space for um, everybody who um, has an othered identity in a sense. Um, So, We've done uh, art shows, and like I said, the zine, the zine, I think, is the place that you'll see the most radical um, embrace of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of, like, writing that maybe wouldn't get published because people would say it's too raw or too vulgar or, you know, something like that. Like, um, I, I don't know how, how, if you guys bleep this out or not. No, you, but, you uh, can so, say whatever you want. So like, you know, in one of our scenes, I published a collage piece that just says cunt positive and it's the centerfold. So like, you know, when you open the zine, it just pops open and it says cunt positive, really, really big. In the middle <laughs> yeah. of the zine, it, it either is just like, wow, this is great. Or like people are like, okay. Yeah. Put it, put it down <laughs> yeah, and walk away. The, yeah. It's so, going to be one or the other reaction. Right. And so like, yeah. like I said, like, you know, we, and I really, I really strive to kind of like create this balance between expression and, you know, lack of censorship. I don't, I want to be able to create a space where people feel like they have some freedom to talk about things that um, maybe they don't feel comfortable talking about with just anyone. Um, so we get a lot of stuff from folks who are um, expressing those parts of their identity, talking about being gay or lesbian, trans, um, bisexual, you know, um, experiences for people of color. Like, I mean, there's a lot of that work inside the zine. So we, and we try to foster that. Um, so I think that's probably the place that you see the most. And as Love Your Rebellion grows, we plan to do more of these things. So I really would like to build more programming in my city, um, that reaches out to at-risk populations, specifically teens. Um, I have done work in education, Mm -hmm. um, in arts education. And so, um, I, I would like to be able to build programming in libraries and stuff like that to outreach for teens, um, especially teens that are struggling with drug addiction or um, gender identity and sexuality and things like that. So, you know, because yeah. some, some, there's not a lot for teens in my area, as you can imagine, and especially like LGBTQ or um, addiction services for teens. It's like non-existent. So, yeah, I can I mean, I can definitely imagine it being a challenge for a lot of youth growing up, yeah. like even though, you know, society has could definitely come a long way in terms of accepting others. But it's still, I mean, we obviously have a long way to go. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times people's families and parents can exactly. be, you know, really closed minded right. when it comes to, you know, so their child places. or whatever. Yeah. You know? And they need places inside their communities to like foster and to feel safe and things like that. And, uh, and just in general, there's not a lot of places for kids or teens to go, period. That's, in, that's in true. In my town. Yeah. There's not really, there's one all ages venue and it got shut down beach records and it's about to open back up, but it's opening up next to a bar. So we're not exactly sure if it's going to be all ages anymore. So every time like an all ages venue pops up in my city, like the city comes in and is like, rah, rah. um, yeah. so, and so we're, that's again, it's like a fight. And like my thought, my thought is get on city council. Like I just, I'm, I'm ready to just like go to every city, like city council meeting and just be like the thorn in their side. Like you should run for city council. I, I've thought about it. Yeah. I, I might, I might try to, they're going to hate me. I'm going to be like the punk rock Leslie. Nope. Yeah. Just, right. just like, they'll hate me so much, but whatever. It's fine. They would hate me with or without that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, somebody's got to try. Right? Yeah. You know? you know, maybe I will never know. Maybe I'd get elected with all these tattoos and my blue hair and stuff. Who knows? Well, yeah. We, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. 
you know, you never know. Yeah. I think you know. could get some people rallying behind you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, that's very nice. I, I do my best. Thanks for the encouragement. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So you, it sounds like you just do so much, Angela. Like you, 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 so you like studied critical writing and yeah, stuff you're saying. Yeah, and, yep, and, and then you also work at a recording studio you yep, were just telling us. Yep. So you, and you play in a band yep. and you do this festival and yep. you have a zine. Yep. And like what, 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 what else do you do? Um, that's, that's the long and short of it. I, um, so I work for a, um, an art center in downtown Fort Myers called the Sydney and Burn Davis Art Center. For the last three years I've been doing their marketing and I just, um, I just uh, changed my relationship with them a little bit so I can focus more on their recording studio. So I've also cool. been running their recording studio there um, and for like the last year. So it's, it's just, it's getting off the ground. And uh, um, so, I mean, LYR and LYR does a lot. So any kind of, of the programming that goes along with Love Your Rebellion. And then I manage this recording studio and I play with the band. So those are like the three things that are the biggest. Yeah. So the recording studio is called Six Fingers Studios. Um, cool. We've done a couple things. If you want to check it out, um, we did a band called Joshua Creek. That's like a, a, a post-screamo. Post screamo. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we were in well, the post screamo like, age. Because they're know. like nineteen or twenty years old. Okay. So yeah, like, yeah. they're but they're like you know th throwing back to like poison the well and like some of the stuff that was wow. you know around. Makes me feel so old to Dude, hear the term post screamo. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like so you know. If you want to check them out, they're called Joshua Creek. They're pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. So, well, you want to talk about an underrepresented group? Women in the recording arts, oh, specifically, yeah. is super underrepresented. Yes. Women engineers and mixers yeah. and mastering engineers. Yeah. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, there's only yeah. a few in every genre. Um, like, um, there's one in the EDM field. Her name is Tanya Baxter. She does a lot of stuff in like drum and bass, and um, she's also a vocalist and stuff. So, like, uh, she's a big inspiration for me. Um, Kim Gordon has always been a big inspiration. Yeah, shout out to Kim Gordon because she's always been um, it had her hands in production in some way. She produced the first whole album, Pretty on the Inside, um, and uh, and um, Saint Vincent. You know, she's about yeah. to work uh, with um, what is it? Uh, Slater Kinney. Slater Kinney. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know that I always, you know, I always uh, like to get into fields. I guess that maybe aren't. Um, I guess are more male dominated, but honestly, every field is male dominated other than the, the caregiving fields. Right. And like all, those are the more like, uh, women geared, the things that women are geared towards when they're younger, like, Oh, you should go be a nurse. You could be a teacher. You know yeah. what I mean? Another version, no offense, none, you know, on those professions, obviously, but you know, some, so it's like alternative caretaker of some kind. Like if you don't want to be a housewife, here's other things you can do that where you can take care of people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was a teacher for a while, so like I said, no, no, uh, no shade. But yeah, well, that's just such a bummer because, like, you know, I mean, obviously, Jason and I are both cis males, you know, so we grew up with the opposite of experience right. where people are always telling us, like, oh yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. Exactly. You, you don't have to. You don't have to be in a box. You don't right. have to limit your choices. But with women, it's like when they when when you grow up, people are telling you already, like, you can't do certain things, right. and that's really fucked up. Yeah, you, you know, know, I would I would argue that. Um, all all people are boxed in by gender so yeah the, that is true the construct like and I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of men like male nurses for example you know people oh you're not smart enough to be a doctor like no do you know that there are nurses who are basically doctor level like yeah, sure, they can yeah. do everything a doctor can do like i don't know so i think men can also be boxed in you know they're they're like um 
they're encouraged to go towards maybe more physical professions or um, more um, highly intellectual, like coding and robotics and mathematics. So like sure. hard skill stuff. And if you're an artist or a, a painter or, you know, some something that's maybe more soft skill oriented, it can be difficult um, to pursue that as a man. But at the same time, those people in the fields that are dominated by women, the men that are in those fields often get showcased and they excel. And one of the fields that I think this is most interesting in is cooking. So ah, that's a good point. So women do the majority of the cooking in the domestic situation. Like I would say it's still that women cook the meals for a family, right? But when you go out into the world, the like Michelin star chefs are all men. <laughs> that's really weird. Um, yeah. So when men go into a field that is predominantly women, they tend to get like more respect. It's like a, a dad with a baby. How like sure, a, yeah, a yeah. woman stay, with a, a stay baby. stay at home dad. Is yeah. Like a, yeah. It's like, oh my God, you're the best man that's ever lived. It's like, no, you just like, that's just what you do. You, you, whatever. And I, I don't know. So it's very interesting to me because like women who go into male dominated fields, they'll get like pushed down and oh, shut out and whatever. And then a lot of times when men go into female dominated fields, um, they'll be revered and sort of like, oh, you're this masterful outlier and we need more diversity because there's no, and it's just like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, still like this upper hand, still like this um, privilege, you know? Um, so it's, it's a very interesting thing for me to see. And like, um, even being, and I would say that I'm more of a producer than an engineer. Um, I can do the tech stuff, but that's not my bread and butter. I like to be in the space with someone and like trying to pull the best performance out of them more like a Jimmy Ivine kind of person, you know, yeah. like, like a um, Rick Rubin. Type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Rick Rubin does do the tech stuff true, too. True, true. Yeah. But anyway, so like even being, you know, people take me less seriously. Like they don't, they'll go with a male engineer in town and sometimes they'll say that it's because of their experience in the field, but sometimes I doubt that. And sometimes I think that maybe like they don't um, believe that I would be able to get the same kind of quality or um, do the same kind of job or, or even know what I'm talking about. That's a good one. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Um, but maybe, I don't know. It's always, I always postulate because I'm like, am I really, is this really happening or, or am I just like analyzing it too much? I have to be careful not to gaslight myself. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. But I mean, you, you're probably right in some instances, you know, unfortunately that's, I feel like a lot of people still carry those kinds of uh, I guess prejudices. Yeah. You know? And that's why I like to do like heavy genres. That's why I like to do like, you know, Joshua Creek, this, this heavy ass band. And, um, we do a lot of hip hop stuff and it's like uh, a lot of gangster ass shit. And you know, that's what I want to do because I feel like, like I said, I feel like women have to do 10 times more. I have to go so much harder and do something, um, that's not soft and gentle, something that's like outside of what you would think a woman's wheelhouse would be. Like I'm not recording singer songwriters recording like, a, you know, a screamo band or, yeah, you or know. gangster rap. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a really weird situation to be in, but I don't know. Usually I just step right into it and I'm like, what's up everybody? <laughs> yeah. Here I am. <laughs> oh, well. well, that's such a great way to approach it. Yeah. You know? Just let them deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's not your problem. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, I always like try to process it like it's not my problem, and I also try not to get mad. I try to like be like a very even about it and just kind of um, 
pretend it's not happening, but at the same time be super firm like a man would, you know, be yeah. very firm in the way that I'm discussing things and not let people take advantage of me, you know, because so, they try. They will always try. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what would you say to like, you know, a, a young woman or somebody who might be listening to this podcast or, you know, sees Babe Fest and Love Your Rebellion? Like, you know, if somebody wanted to try to, um, you know, promote diversity in their town, in their scene, what would be the first steps? Um, find your crew. So I could not. Very good. Yeah. Very good point. Yes. Yeah. I would not be able to do what I do without the people that surround me. Like, I don't have a huge crew, but I have a handful of people, three or four people who support what I do and they help me to bounce ideas and to be general support. Um, and, and they're all interested and definitely in line with the same ideas. Like Vicky, who is up here, she's down with the same philosophies. The, the two, my two biggest helps down in Fort Myers, my art team, Annie and Michelle, and they're the same kind of thing, you know, and, um, that's my number one, find your crew, find people who will support what you do and speak your truth and who will, um, who are not going to, you know, try to step on you in the end, but who are there by your side the whole time and treat them like equals. Don't be a dick. That's, that's a big one too. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> be, a, be a good person. Um, I think that that says a lot to you. Just be a good person. Um, don't be arrogant, you know, know your worth, but don't be an asshole about it. And, um, also be organized and do what you say you're going to do. Um, your word is only as good as the action that you put behind it. So if you tell people, this is what I'm doing, you better damn well do it. Otherwise close your mouth until you for sure are for sure. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So don't learn that lesson the hard way because your your reputation will go down the shitter. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, honestly, those are great. That That's a great philosophy for anybody going right. into any and, industry. You and know. that's how I take it. Like, you know, the same things that are true for anyone is going to be true for a woman, except times 10. Yeah. So, you know, it's even more important. And I say this, like I said, is because of the demands, not because I think there should be greater expectations placed on other people. I'm just saying that. It just is the situation that they're going to expect more from you because they expect less. So you have to show them 10 times, tenfold what the guy next to you can do. Otherwise they won't believe you. They'll just give him credit. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah, So. Yeah. There's a lot of men taking credit for work that in the history of time. There's. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can go back pretty far and find some, some examples of that. People love to take credit for work they didn't do like just in general. So yeah, it's easy. I mean, some people make a whole uh, life out of it. Yeah. Some people become president off of it. You know, some people, you know, like some people get revered for all eternity. Legacies get created off of theft. Alexander Graham Bell. Love that story. Drunk history. Oh yeah. I haven't seen the drunk history. You should watch that one. He talks about how he stole the idea uh, so it's a patent office situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it. I, no, 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 don't, don't spoil yeah, it. But that's, good. that's interesting. I, yeah. I was, there's a, there's this, this quote, I don't know if it's true about like this guy, the guy who invented the burglar alarm, like that got stolen. That's awesome. Which is just so that's ironic. The irony you know? is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of great ideas get taken. Yeah. So. That's also why you should shut your mouth. Yeah. True. Because if you haven't copywritten that or trademarked it or actually done it, if you tell someone there, there's no reason why they're not going to go do it themselves, especially if they have the resources or more resources than you. So, yeah. 
I think uh, you should, you should, I like keeping things to myself until I, I'm a hundred percent sure that like, that's what's, that's what's up. I yeah. I don't like to talk. So that's well, you're doing a lot of talking now. I know. I'm sorry to tell you, but all these things, yeah, are, but all these all things, things are, are for sure, right? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've already, I've already paid Chastity Bell part of their money. Right. They're, they're yeah, coming. they're they're coming. We hope, we hope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll be here. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So tell us more about the actual Babe Fest weekend sure. coming up. You know, May 25th. <laughs> yeah, right? May 25th at Crowbar. Yeah. So there's actually two dates. Like I said, there's one in Fort Myers on the 24th, and then one at the Crowbar on the 25th. Um, the Fort Myers date has a different lineup. It's uh, only Florida bands. So Bite Marks from Gainesville will be headlining that. And then a bunch of other <clears throat> Florida acts, including my band, The Young Dead, um, and the Nervous Girls who are from oh, yeah. St. Pete. Shout and out to Nervous I, Girls. I love them. They're, yeah. they're some of my favorites um, as people and musicians. Um, and, uh, and then on the 25th, we'll be here in Tampa. And that will include the show from the bands that you mentioned, The Young Dead, Palomina Blonde, Broom Closet, Chastity Belt. Um, and we'll also have like a femme DIY marketplace outside of the crowbar. So the exterior portion, uh, like sort of patio area, yeah. we're going to put some vendors in there and, um, Vicky is curating that, um, and food vendors and all that kind of stuff. So it should be a blast. Cool. <coughs> and it's going to be all femme yeah. vendors. Yeah. So we're trying to do that, cultivate something like that. Um, something that's like, you know, uh, when we say fun, obviously that has like a, a wide definition. Yeah. Um, well, t- to us. Yeah. You know, yeah. So some people don't, don't no, see that. But like the, but yes. the, the queer version usage right. of the word femme. Yeah. So like, you know, that kind of thing and, you know, DIY as much as we can and trying to get some nonprofits there too. Um, I've worked with the St. Pete women's collective since they've been up here. They actually, um, one of their members, Jody helped um, me work through some of the LYR stuff with uh, accounting and things like that and filing my first year taxes as a nonprofit. So yeah, I'm not familiar with the St. Pete women's collective. Oh really? They just opened a venue called Venus. Um, and it's, it's in St. Pete and it looks lovely. I haven't been there yet. I actually might try to drop by, um, before I leave town, but, um, they're doing all kinds of cool stuff, art openings and things like that. Hopefully music soon. So, Oh, cool. You should put us in touch. I'd love to to meet them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will. I definitely will. There's, um, Ashley and Jody are the two women that I know from that collective. So if you're listening to this, Ashley and Jody, just hit us up, you know, (laughs) I'll tell tell them, I'll tell them I mentioned them and I'll I'll definitely, um, connect you guys because they're cool. Right on. So St. Pete women's collective. And you said the, uh, um, sorry, what's the name of the, the girls rock, girls rock, girls, girls rock. rock camp. Yes, girls yeah, rock camp. Um, I'm also I Rachel, who is the uh, founder of that local chapter. I've, I've worked with her over the last few years. Um, they've been at the last couple of Babe Fests. I'm, I sometimes we bring the Derby girls out. Like I said, um, you know, we just try to get. Uh, sometimes I have Planned Parenthood tabling, and a lot of the nonprofits and, um, and organizations like that. We will you know, um, not charge them anything or whatever and just make sure that they have a place to be seen because that's kind of important. So, and this one being one that, you know, hopefully will, no, it will, it will sell out and there'll be lots of people there. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a a rager. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. No, it really will be a rager. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. I think, I think it will be too. I mean, like I said, this is the fourth year and, um, Vicky's very good at all this and the two of us together, it's very, very much a powerhouse. So I'm lucky for that. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so the event should be, 
you know, like I said, music, um, femme DIY market, food, you know, drinks, the whole works and it's 18 plus. So that's a benefit too, I think. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And I saw early bird tickets are already sold out. Oh right? yeah. Early bird is yeah, gone. So sorry. So now the late birds, you're going to yeah. have to get the late bird yeah. tickets. And there's, there's another price hike after this. So if you get your ticket at the door, you're going to be paying the, yeah. the $20 instead of 18, which so. is still a really good price for, uh, I for agree. everything that's yeah. that you're getting that's you know? that's part of babe fest too is we want to make it accessible so i'm really trying to like not drive up the cost and yeah. do things through sponsorships that way the average attendee will be able to afford it on right. what they make a livable you know wage kind of thing they'll be able to pay and come see a cool van yeah but it's hard because you know oh, you yeah. got it because you got to pay the bands too i mean sure. you don't want to like you know and then you also you know, have to the venue fees and everything, so it cannot be. You know, it's not always yeah. easy to we, make these shows we were, happen. We were lucky, like I said, sponsorships have been good to us. There's a few um, organizations and companies in Fort Myers that have supported me since day one, and then there's a few groups here, like No Clubs and um, Hampton Inn, as well as doing like discounted blocks if you oh, want great. it in Ebor. So if people are from coming from out of town, they can mention Babe Fest and get a discounted room. Um, and they were able to give us uh, some some uh, trade rooms for some of the bands that are coming in, and so like it's le- we're finding ways to lessen the cost through in kind trade, which is why we do the nonprofit status because that's the best way for us to be able to make the event happen and um, encourage sponsorship because sponsoring a nonprofit event is a uh, tax benefit hey there you go companies tax tax they can write that off yeah yeah (laughs) that's what it's all about it's all about the write-off yeah so (laughs) no it's all about the the organization i mean but for those companies i mean they want to support us but at the same time the write-off is really the benefit if we were for profit it would be a little bit more difficult for us to get the the um, income that we need to for sure yeah to at least be able to to get the event rolling to make it lift off the ground and you know, but we still we still definitely depend on um, guests. So we definitely depend on that ticket price, and we make sure that it's affordable. But at the same time, we'll be able to help us to invest into future events. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, no one gets paid to be a Love Your Rebellion employee. Everybody is working pro bono, and every cent that we make goes back into the organization or is paying out folks who are helping to make things happen. Like, for example, the band is a contract, you know, type situation. Yeah. You know, the, the artists get paid, the musicians get paid, and that sort of thing. So, um, so I mean, but everyone else is working out of passion. So yeah, until, that's amazing. Yeah, until we're able to, like, really turn the the uh, wheel and get everybody, you know, employed and all that. So, which is my goal eventually to make LYR a, a company that has employees and grow the festival. And a lot of people um, will grow festivals and then sell them. That's not my goal. My goal is to grow the festival and keep it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> to just I mean, have you, a put in all this, you put in all this work yeah, already. It's so. mine. I don't want to let it go. So. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, so. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. So, so you, I know you've hinted a little bit about this throughout this, this interview, but uh, what, you know, what's next for Love Your Rebellion? What, after Babe Fest, what's on the horizon? Um, so we'll be reviewing programming for, um, the rest of 2019 and for 2020, obviously, uh, uh, fifth annual Babe Fest will be on the docket, um, as well as, uh, some programming that we do in Fort Myers ourselves. And we're going to do our same events. We do a, um, 
something called Sonic Masquerade in the fall where we uh, have bands from our community do like full cover sets and that's a fundraiser. So we do that. Sonic Masquerade. I like that. Yeah, Yeah. we do that every every, uh, fall. We do another show called Rock for Equality in the fall in Fort Myers where we um, pick a nonprofit and we... Um, split any of the donations that are uh, made. Last year it was the Coalition for Immokalee Workers. Um, so like we, we always pick a different group and try to um, foster that. And a lot of, so we'll be doing that again. Rock for Equality, that'll be the third one. So we try to do a lot of music events based in diversity and making the zine and doing some outreach with um, teens and other at-risk groups in our community. So that's, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, that's a lot. So yeah, I think, I think that might be it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a lot of stuff, especially after knowing all the other stuff that you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. Where can people pick up the zine or where can they, you know, find more about Love Your Rebellion? Um, you can actually pick up the zine at Daddy Cool in um, St. Pete. So I know right they, on. They, they just moved. moved. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but they do have Love Your Rebellion zines. Um, you can also go to our website, loveyourrebellion.org. We have a shop on there. So you can purchase the zine on there. Um, you can purchase some other things like t-shirts from past babe fests and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I think Tampa in Tampa and St. Pete, Daddy Cool is the only place to pick up the physical copy. So you'd have to order it on our website otherwise. But yeah. Well, that's really rad. Thanks. Super rad. So um, we're towards the end of our time now, but I just wanted to, you know, I I, I say this to everybody at the end of the episode to like, you know, give you a space to just say whatever it is that's on your mind, you know, whatever, any final thoughts, if you will, for the crowd. But, you know, I think it's more important given the conversation we just had about, you know, being seen and diversity first to really give you a space here to say whatever it is that you want to say. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, I'll do my best. Um... So I guess uh, what I would like to say is that um, music should be shared by everyone and to leave anyone out of it is simply criminal, um, you know, and to um, create spaces where all identities are respected and given the same um, merit, you know, based on how good they are, uh, you know, instead of who makes up the lineup, that's kind of where we should be going. Yeah, I agree with that. That's can't can't argue with that. No, no. uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't more profound. No, that is super profound. I think you've been profound throughout this conversation. So, well, thank you so much for for coming and hanging with us and and driving up here. You know, I know. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I love doing stuff like this. So I don't mind. You're more than welcome to come back whenever you want. Cool. We'd love to love to have you again and talk more. And uh, looking forward to Babe Fest on the on the 25th. I hope um, you guys will be there. I will be there with yeah. bells on, Jason. Cool. We'll be there. Be Jason there. might not be wearing bells. I'll be wearing bells. Okay, great. But, yeah, yeah, but it'll be great. Okay, cool. So, cool. Looking forward to that. We'll see you at Crowbar. We'll get lots of Instagram stories. Stuff. Fantastic.